Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree and I'm the host of the show and I'm also the founder of browngirlselfcare.com. Um, let me back away from the microphone a little bit, number one. <laughs> Um, today is actually a, um, this is a heavy episode. Like I'm not even in the mood. I'm going to be 100% with you. I'm like not even in the mood to record. I, I just, I'm just feeling some type of way as I'm sure many of you are. So just if I, if I come off as sounding down, you know, I ask for your grace, because that's not my intent, but I'm not one that can typically like hide all the time the way I feel. So let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Um, as you know, well, first of all, let me back up. This episode is going to have major trigger warnings or triggers. So if you are sensitive to talk of death and, and, and things of that nature, then again, I want to just be respectful of your emotions and let you know that this episode will be discussing grief. That's the title of today's episode, Coping with Grief. Um, so I record my episodes on Sundays, usually, sometimes before, but usually I record on Sundays. And so today we lost a legend. We lost a man that <laughs> was just a beast uh, in the game of basketball we lost Kobe Bryant and also his daughter as well and um just to get that news today like I honestly just right now I feel like crying like (laughs) just to get that news the world just got just a huge shock you know he was absolutely one of the best players in the game like he just was like Black Mamba I mean I have so many (laughs) different little stories and stuff with me and my bestie. And she was in love with Kobe Bryant and I'm not a huge basketball player, but whenever Kobe was playing, first of all, I was born and raised in Southern California. Okay. I have old tattered or they're not tattered, but they're raggedy Laker pants that I, I wear everywhere to the, (laughs) to Walgreens. When I go in the car to pick my daughter up, you know, just, they're just my running around pants. They're, bold purple and yellow have Lakers on it all over the place like you know just a a Lakers fan especially when Kobe Bryant was playing like that was when I was really watching basketball um and just to get news that he passed away him and his daughter and you know five to seven other people um 
died like that is just it's just tragic um my reaction to the news first of all my daughter texted me this morning and she said that he passed away and my heart just like instantly dropped and i was sad very sad and and stunned and in shock but when they were first saying in the news that his his children were on the helicopter i just like lost it i just i think i cried for probably like 30 to 40 minutes no exaggeration if not longer i just couldn't stop crying i just hold on <laughs> this is going to definitely be an emotional episode. I could not stop crying. And thank God the news cleared up that I shouldn't even say thank God. I guess I'm just, I'm happy that all of his children and his wife were not on board, his four, his four girls. Um, But unfortunately he and his daughter were both, uh, I think it was Gianna. They were, both on the helicopter with, I still don't even know how many other people, seven other people, three other people. I'm not really sure, but unfortunately at least five to nine people lost their lives in a, in this helicopter incident that happened today. And, but again, when, when I found out that it was a child involved or children involved, I just like the floodgates of my emotions and just tears and crying so hard. I just ended up, I still have like a, a headache. Do you ever get that when you cry so hard? Probably because you're like dehydrated because you've cried so many tears that you just end up making yourself have a headache. Like that's how I feel right now. I have a headache. Um, and to be quite honest with you, it it really took me back to how I felt when my brother was killed in 2017. Um, June or no, July, excuse me, of 2017, which that's just how I felt. I was just devastated. And obviously, you know, it's crazy because I don't know Kobe and Vanessa, clearly. Um, Our only connection, again, is that, you know, I was born and raised in Southern California. So we watched games and went to the Staples Center a few times and watched Laker games. And I just enjoyed watching him play his skill and his dedication were like unmatched. I mean, black mamba, you know what I'm saying? He was just a beast. And, um, if you're like me, you may have been triggered when you heard the news too, especially if you've experienced loss in a harsh or violent way. And this leads me to, some ways that you can just kind of cope and, 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 and process and, and heal from loss and grief and everything that comes with it. So, um, I just wanted to give a few tips today, just in case you also were just grieving the loss of, of Kobe Bryant and his daughter, and you just kind of struggling with, how you feel and and just feeling kind of just out there. You know what I mean? Um, I know that people die every day. People die every single day. My aunt just passed away um, in just at the end of December. But when she passed away, I honestly, I haven't cried not one time. 
So that's why to me, it's, it's, I mean, grief is just, you just never know how you're going to feel, um, when it comes to death and loss and, and grief and things like that. When my brother died, I cried. I don't, I can't even tell you like how long I cried and how long I just felt so unsettled and, when my aunt passed away just recently, I I didn't cry not once, but then we get to Kobe and his his daughter and I just cry and, and ball my eyes out. So like I said, grief is is you know, it's not predictable. Your emotions are not always predictable. It just you just never know what circumstances surrounding loss are going to to trigger you and, and make you feel some kind of way. Um, so I'm hoping that these few tips that I provide today on the show will um, just help you navigate what happened today and, and, and how you may feel today or Monday and, and beyond, okay? So the first thing that I want to say that I, I typically always say, which is a no-brainer for me, is first thing that you should do or look into is therapy or like a a hotline if you're feeling like you're having some uh, depression or suicidal um, feelings or or feelings of harming yourself then I would definitely encourage you to speak to you know they have uh, 800 number hotlines Um, you should get a therapist or or talk to a counselor um just make someone aware of, of what you're going through and how you feel that for me is always number 1 um top priority if you can talk to a professional someone that is trained to listen that is trained to um to direct you in in, in navigating how you feel how you're coping with with loss or coping with things that is what I would highly suggest. So number one, definitely always, 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 always therapy. Okay. So now with that said, um, the second thing that I would say is to allow yourself to cry and feel no matter how long it has been. Um, don't shame yourself for having emotions. If you need to cry, then cry. If you're angry, be angry. If you're sad, be sad. Sometimes I think we bottle up how we feel or we bottle up emotions or bottle up feelings because we're embarrassed. Like when I, like when I told my daughter that I was sad about Kobe, I I made sure to put in the text. Um, but I'm not crying because I wasn't at the time, but, um, I made sure to tell her I'm sad, but I'm not crying. Why did I feel like I needed to, to justify, um, that or, or say that I was sad, but I'm not crying. We are allowed to cry. We are allowed to feel emotions. We are allowed to feel sad. And this was something I was just talking about on Instagram, excuse me, on Instagram, uh, maybe this week or last week, um, when I was having a conversation with my daughter and she said that, you know, at least white kids are, are able to express emotions and cry. And that one hit me, you know what I mean? That one hit me right in the gut. But, um, if you need to cry, 
cry. If you need to yell, yell. It doesn't matter that this was a celebrity that you may have never even met but only watched on TV. Um, it doesn't matter if, if you're crying over the loss of a loved one um, that happened, I don't know, five years ago, 10 years ago. There is no time frame, I guess, on on feelings and emotions and, 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 and grief. So don't shame yourself for having emotions. Who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of Blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be Black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Feeling more grounded and relaxed is Black girl peace for me. And so I really need that while doing things like uh, tackling my to-do list or even braving this crazy LA traffic. If you know, you know. So something that helps me tap in is Recess Mood. It's a delicious sparkling water made to enhance your relaxation time and mood without any alcohol involved. So what you will get instead is real fruit, mood lifting magnesium, and stress balancing adaptogens. And again, no alcohol plus no added sugar. So I've tried all the flavors and I really, really like strawberry rose. It's like um, a little burst of peace in the middle of chaos because again, for real, navigating this Cali traffic is insane. Now, recess mood is not only my go-to for staying balanced while on the go, but it's also good for chilling at home too. It's like having a little slice of relaxation right in the palm of your hand. So next time you need a little pick-me-up without the alcohol, without the hangover, give recess mood a shot. It's been a fantastic addition to my routine. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle, I smooth in a little of the Way Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. 
Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code self-care for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com promo code self-care. That just means that you're human. Okay. The third thing that I would say is um, honestly, seriously, truly, Take a break from social media. I know I talk about social media all the time and it's because social media can be so damaging, even if it's unintentional. I had to step away from Instagram, Facebook, um, well, I'm not really on the Twitter. I'm primarily on um, Instagram and Facebook, especially for the businesses that I have, um, Brown Girl Self-Care being one of them, today I had to shut it down. And it's because when I hopped on to get information about what was what had happened, you know, I got the information. Everyone is talking about it because it's such a huge, it's such a big deal. Every I shouldn't say everyone, as in every billions of persons knows Kobe Bryant and they're all crying and sad. But you know what I'm saying. Generally speaking, everyone knows what happened and they are shook in some way. All different levels, but we are shook at this loss. We are shook at this tragedy that just happened today. So when I got on social media... Everybody was talking about it from Essence to Sean King to um, Nisi Nash to um, CNN to I think Obama, possibly Um, just everybody has been affected. Everybody's talking about it and they're posting pictures of him. They're posting pictures of him with his daughter and it is overwhelming for me. It is like sensory overload for me to keep seeing these pictures over and over and over and over um, because everyone wants to share the love that they have for Kobe. Everyone wants to share how they feel. I can't take that kind of overwhelming response just to, to keep seeing it over and over and over and over. It just really affects me. To, to, to keep seeing that kind of news. So I had to, plus on top of that, I almost cussed somebody out on Instagram today because I had made a post um, or a comment on someone's thread that said, you know, LA, we've, we've just got hit by a huge loss. And this person commented and he said something like, um, no, I said something like we just got affected by a huge loss. Um, he just saying something in support of like his dedication and just how tremendous he was for Los Angeles. And the person commented to me and replied and he was like, um, yeah, he was a great basketball player, but you know, I don't know about him being a role or whatever he said, you know, because he has so many moral issues. And when he said that I did respond and I was able to keep it together, but I did throw in a cuss word, which started with the letter F and ended with the letter K. Um, because I got angry. I just got so angry at someone just blatantly disrespecting the loss of life. Um, I'm just going to tell you, like, for example, if my worst enemy, okay, if I was to find out 
than my worst enemy. And I don't really have any enemies, but, or someone that I just cannot stand. If I found out today that he or she passed away and especially in such a tragic way, um, I'm not going to go on social media and be like, um, well, I'm sorry he died and I'm gonna let you finish, but he was the worst. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, death is just, I don't know. It's just a very serious thing. And I can't understand people that feel like they need to comment those type of things. Like, it's just like, can, can we mourn the loss of someone without other people feeling like they need to, to belittle or, or make them smaller, you know what I'm saying? And and knock them down. This person just died. His wife is grieving. I don't even know. I just can't even imagine. I just can't even imagine. So just to see that comment really just fired me up. So I had to get off of Instagram. I had to get off of Facebook for a while and it'll probably just be for today. Um, but I just had to take a break because I was making myself sick with just seeing the repeated news you know, over and over again. And, and, and it was just too much. So if you're able to take a break from, from social media, and if that's one of your, um, triggers, then I, I definitely would encourage you to just take a small break. It could be a few hours. It could be 24 hours, just enough time for you to just wrap your head around, you know, how you're feeling and, and, and just make sure that you're good, you know? So that's number three, take a break from social media. The fourth thing that I would suggest is, and this is something that I need to do, and that's look into what triggered you and explore um, any open concerns that you might have, you know? So like look into why you're triggered and explore, you know, what's going on. I know for me, there's a few reasons why I get triggered. I get triggered by death. And I don't really want to go into it (laughs) because I just don't even, I just don't even want to get into it, but just know that I get triggered by death. I get triggered by, um, anything that has to do with children. Oh, I feel like I want to cry right now. Anything that happens with children, it is just a trigger for me. And that's why when I found out that he died, of course, I was devastated. But then when you threw the, ch- again, I thought at the time, all of his children were on board or most of his children. So when I, when I found out about the children, it was just like the, the, the floodgates were unleashed and I was just crying, just bawling my eyes out and just beyond devastated. Um, again, I know that it was Gianna and Kobe and not the rest of his kids, but again, that was the information that I initially got. But, um, so I'm triggered by a few things and I know that some open concerns that I have are with my brother dying. So he was shot. I talked about this before. I'm not, I don't need to rehash it, but he was shot in, um, Inglewood, which is in Los Angeles and, um, killed. And he was, um, 37. He was 37. So young man, and shot and just shot down in the street and killed. So, you know, death definitely, um, depending on how a person passes, how young they are, um, just different things like that. Are there children involved and how did they pass away? Was it, were they taken away suddenly? Did they die, you know, pass away after a long illness? Were, were they older, you know, eighties, nineties, a hundred, 
that kind of determines how I feel. Um, so like when I said that my aunt passed away, she was in her seventies, which is young, but there were some things surrounding that her, her passing to where it was just like, I mean, it was definitely sad, but it just feels differently for me. So, um, again, number four, I would say look into, you know, what your triggers are and explore any open concerns. Um, I know that one of my concerns that is something that I will share is that I never got the chance to make things right with my brother. We were um, at odds because of his lifestyle and some things that he was doing. And so we were at odds. We weren't fighting, but we were at odds. And so I never had the chance. Excuse me. I never had the chance to say the things that I wanted to say. So, yeah. Um, number five. Excuse me, you guys. <laughs> Woo! I'm sorry. Um, number five is remember that grief isn't only about death. Um, you can grieve a lot of things. You can grieve things, and people will may or may not find it, you know, silly. You can grieve the loss of a parent. You can grieve the loss of a, you know, unfortunate miscarriage. You can grieve the loss of your home. You can grieve the loss of your job. You can grieve the loss of a pet. You can grieve the loss of your money. You can grieve the loss of somebody eating the food in the fridge that you put your name on <laughs> in the refrigerator and woke up the next morning and someone ganked your food. I mean, and that one's kind of like a joke, obviously, but I'm just saying you can grieve the loss and uh, in, in losing a lot of things, a lot of things, a lot of situations. So, um, my point is don't allow anyone to dictate or downplay and tell you how you're supposed to feel because grief is not like a one and done kind of thing. And it's not just about one thing, like, you know, someone passing away. Yes, you can grieve that. Um, you getting fired from the job that you love. Yes, you can grieve that. Um, you losing a child that you, you, you prayed for. Yes, you can grieve that. There's so many things that we grieve. And I don't think we even take the time to even think about it that way. You know, we are just looking at grief as just death. Um, when there are other situations, you know, the loss of a friendship, um, again, losing your home, just different things that you can grieve and you don't even realize that you need to heal from a certain situation. So um, just remember that grief isn't only about death. All right. And then the last thing that I would suggest, this is number six on this episode about coping with grief is to rest so that your body has a chance to recuperate. I think that a lot of times we're just so busy and we're bouncing around from thing to thing, place to place, person to person, et cetera, that when these kind of things happen to us, we're just, you know, we're on to the next, you know, um, we pause, but we don't stop. 
we pause, but we don't stop. And, and pausing doesn't really help us to process what we've experienced, you know, especially for something that is just so traumatizing and so heavy. I remember again, when my brother passed away, like, I forget what day it was, but let's say it was like a Monday. I, let's see, or no, was it like a Saturday night or Sunday? I don't remember what day it was, but I'm almost positive I went to work the next day, like either the next day or maybe I took one day possibly because I can't remember the details surrounding that experience, but I was literally back at work after like a day or so and I just worked, I just worked and I was sad and I was angry and I was confused and I was hurt and I just felt lost, but I just put on a smile as much as I could and I went to work because I, we weren't able to bury him. Like, you, so with your job, you know how they give you, like my job gave us a week of bereavement for a close family member, but it was a week. And when I found out, like, I knew I was going to need that time to, for like the funeral and, and things like that. So I just went back to work to save the days. But in all honesty, I was not okay. I had not allowed my body and mind to, to rest in any capacity. And I was just running on, I don't know. I don't know what I was running on, to be honest with you, but I was running on something (laughs) and just getting through the days, just getting through the days, sad, crying, but working at work. And if I had to go outside to, to cry, I would go outside to my car and cry, but I didn't take the necessary time to, to grieve. And I wish that we, as a society would, instead of just pausing, we would just really stop and acknowledge that something bad has happened and we are not okay. We are not okay and we need time. And I know that the world doesn't stop for us because we lost a loved one or we have a situation where we're grieving. I know the world doesn't stop the world still continues to spin and tomorrow, you know, when people pass away, it's unfortunate that it's like, yes, their memory lives on, but because the world doesn't stop their memory, it just starts to fade more and more each day and each month that passes, you know? And I think that if we take time to stop and, and just analyze and, and rest and recuperate and, and and do those kind of things and be gentle with ourselves and our bodies and stop expecting so much, it'll definitely help us to cope a little bit better. Whew, child, this was a tough, tough episode. Um, and if you made it through the whole episode, I really appreciate you. I want to thank Thank you so much for, like I said, extending me some grace today as I made it through this. Um, That is basically it for today's episode of the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. As always, you can reach me at connect at browngirlselfcare.com. Again, connect at browngirlselfcare.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you on the next episode. 
Have a great week and take care of yourselves. Bye.